of the darkness and into the light. It's the This Woman Knows Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Woman Knows Podcast. I am your host, Lisa N. Alexander. And today I want to take some time and let's talk about gardening and let's talk about climate change because it's real. So a lot of you know that I have a uh, backyard garden lovingly called Alexander Farm and Orchard. Now it sounds much more grand <laughs> than what it is. We have um, two fruit trees in, in containers that are not doing well. Um, this season, I think I got one peach off the tree and we didn't get any oranges whatsoever. I know that orange plant is diseased, damaged, and so I let it go this season and we're going to have to start over next season. Okay. So, um, we started gardening in about 2015, but that was the first time we had a successful garden. We had been unsuccessful gardeners for maybe two years prior. Um, I think maybe even in 2006, we started a garden and it was a container garden that grew absolutely nothing. And I was, I was so disheartened. And I, I remember, I, well, I didn't know, all, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. I know that soil is important. I know that sun is important and watering, and then you need pollinators. So two of those things I lacked in my very first attempt at gardening and that was pollinators and that was sun so I thought I was going to grow something in a very shape there was no sun on that patio <laughs> just none it was always dark lesson learned right and so um th the first two years that we tried gardening in our backyard you know we had poor soil it was clay we knew we had clay and nothing was nothing but um native grasses native flowers were adept to growing in in, in, in the clay in which we find ourselves. And so we brought in, we started bringing in soil um, and planting in that. And, you know, we started to see, you know, strawberries grew and we were so excited about the first batch of strawberries that we grew. So last, this season, we, um, my garden grew so that now we have a fenced off area in the backyard, keep the dogs out and just I love it we brought in these wood stumps so that we could sit outside and enjoy it and we put up a shade cloth now why the shade cloth last year well let me say this we have always been successful at growing things so i think 2015 you know was the first year i made the mistake of planting like two or three cucumber plants and we were bombarded with computer it was wild y'all i was giving stuff away taking it to the food pantry because that for the size family we had we didn't eat that many cucumbers there was not that much canning in the world for the number of cucumbers that we grew and so we had okra we've had tomatoes I, I had tomatoes lined up because the birds were getting to them before I could and so I would um, take them off while they were still kind of green and line them up on the windowsill and we just, just the house was full of tomatoes I think that was the last time we had that many tomatoes. You know, of course, and then we grew collard greens, just things that we eat on, on a normal basis. We grew watermelon. So we've, we've always had food and there is nothing such as satisfying, at least for me, is to, being, to go out in the garden and pick what it is I'm going to eat. It's like, okay, today we're gonna have greens, go in the yard, pick, pick the greens, or if it's an okra, okra and sausage night, go pick the okra so i love that for our family um it's a it's a beautiful thing 
last year was what I, I thought it might be an anomaly, but I, I said probably not. So it's, it's, I live in Texas and the summers are always hot. There's one way to irritate a native Texan is to complain about the heat because then you're told, you know, you don't have to be here, right? That's just, and I'm not native to Texas. I'm originally from Los Angeles. And so you don't complain about the heat because a Texan will tell you you can leave. But this heat last year was different. So usually um, in, in this part of the region, in this part of the South, it gets hot in August is your hottest month. August is when it's, you know, unbearable. You feel like you're walking out into, you know, it's hot and it's steamy. You know, June and June and July, it's hot, but it's not so bad. August is, is August would be the month to avoid the state, in my humble opinion. I know I'll have some people that's upset with me, but it, it is very, very hot in August in, um, in, in, in Texas. So, but last year, 2022, 20, yes, 2022, it, we saw triple digit temps. We saw 90 degree temps in June, which is not normal. And I've, I've lived in the state for well over 20 years. It's never been 98, 99 degrees in June. And so all the things that I had planted, my tomatoes, my okra, the, all the things that we love, we were able to harvest nearly anything last year. The tomatoes were like, no, ma'am, it's no, it, no, we're not, we're not doing anything. And we didn't get any tomatoes last year. We got no okra. Um, did we even, I don't, we didn't get much of anything. We maybe got a handful of tomatoes. I think we did have collard greens. They grew, but not much else. We, it, it was a really bad year last year for, for our family in our backyard garden. Okay. And it just stayed hot the whole summer. It was 98, we high nineties, triple digits from June to August. And so at the time we hadn't upgraded our garden area. Right. So I told my husband, it's like, we had a plan. It's like, okay, so we're going to increase our garden. We're going to increase our capacity. And I said, this year, I said, let's put up a, um, a shade cloth because I don't think last year was an anomaly. I think we're seeing the effects of climate change and this isn't going to get better. Sure enough, June, we're breaking out in high nineties. It has been hot since from June. And I think we finally just started to cool down, but it, it's, it's, I don't, my garden wouldn't have had a chance if I had not installed that shade cloth. Now that's what I know for sure. So, um, prior to putting up the shade cloth and us installing the new garden is the prior season, we used pine needles as mulch. Pine needles work wonderfully and it was free. So I'm, 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 I'm the crazy neighbor going through the neighborhood, you know, with my, my rolling basket, my, my rolling, um, cart. And I'm putting in, I'm collecting pine needles throughout the neighborhood because this is free mulch and the walk is exercise. I, I was good. Didn't care what you thought, right? So I'm, I'm collecting um, pine needles throughout the neighborhood and I use them in my garden and they worked wonderfully. Weed suppression, the garden stayed moist. Excellent. 
So what we did um, is we brought in new soil and just put it on top of the on, on top of the pine needles. And I think we had maybe like six to eight inches of new soil compost that we brought in. And then we also brought in cedar mulch to put on top of that so that the soil could, again, stay moist and be a weed barrier. What I think happened, so let me say this, we grew, planted all the things, tomatoes, okra, um, greens, watermelon, cantaloupe, um, eggplant this year. So we planted, you know, a variety of different things and the garden struggled. We struggled this year. I am the spitting image of my father. I share his big eyes, same dark, tightly coiled hair, same wide nose. I am his daughter and I loved him. And some days, a heavy cross to bear. The tomatoes, I think we might have gotten five tomatoes this year. The watermelon plant is doing well. We are just now eating okra. Usually by August, you know, we've been eating okra all season. We're just now starting because the okra plant stayed maybe about a foot high from April till July. And I was concerned. I was ready to pull them up. I said, no, let me just let them sit here. And they finally grew and started taking off and now they're producing. So I, what I think happened is that the mulch, the, the pine needle mulch took too long to break down or it t- and I know that pine needles take a long time to break down. So we won't be doing that again. But I don't think we would have even had the harvest we had this year. You know, we've got a ple- we have a plethora of cucumbers again. This is um, paramount to the first time we grew tomatoes in 2015 and I had three plants. And we had so so many cucumbers, there was just no keeping up with it. We I had to take them to our local food pantry because it was insane. I couldn't can them enough. I couldn't make enough soap. We couldn't eat enough cucumbers for what these plants were producing. So this year I have one plant that is producing like crazy, and it's like I'm off to the off to the food pantry again because this this is too much. It's it's too much. And I've canned them. I've made pickles, done all the things. So great. And this is what abundance looks like. And so I'm happy to share with those um, who may not have, and especially fresh fruit and vegetables, which are always in high demand, you know, at your local food pantry, because it just, they just are, those are, those are highly desirable. So I'm happy to do that. But I, there, there is no way I think we would have even had a harvest this year had we not put up the shade cloth to give the plants a fighting chance from this intense heat and burning sun from June all the way till till August. And so normally what I've what I've done in the past is, okay, when the when the plants start to die back and you consider a a a fall crop. I'm not considering a fall crop. And here's why. 
we have a water restriction in place because this particular part of the the state we haven't had rain i think it's 59 days we're going 59 days without any significant rain in the area we've had scattered showers throughout but nothing significant so the rain barrels that we installed last year they're barely there's barely any water left in them so if i started a garden how am i going to water them with a water restriction and so my husband and i we had this conversation it's like do we install thousand gallon water tank you know i'm sure the hoa will love that um but how do we feed ourselves how do we take care of a garden grow food for ourselves because i i think this this is again i don't believe this anomaly i think even next year next summer is going to be even hotter and i don't know you guys um this is my garden is 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 telling me is telling me that climate change is real this is not pseudoscience this is the results of humans doing what humans do on the earth and not being such good store stewards in my opinion and the science is supporting it and the 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 warmer temperatures and the weather extremes so the extreme heat you have the extreme cold in some areas. Um, I have a friend that lives in Chicago and she said it was weird. She said we had a very mild winter. She says we might've had two heavy snows, which is uncommon for Chicago, uncommon. I said, oh, if this is Chicago in the winter, you know, I could possibly see myself because I'm not a fan of snow. But we're seeing these extremes and the earth is telling us that there is an issue and I don't know if we're really listening. I don't know if globally, the global community is really paying attention. Um, there's so much at play here and I, I don't wanna go too deep into the whole climate issue. I can tell you that my garden tells me that there is a problem. The fact that we don't have water, we haven't had rain, the fact that it's so hot so soon in the summer season, especially for even here for tax, it's too, it was too hot too soon. And so I won't do a, a, a fall garden this year because I don't have anything to water it with. And so now I'm rethinking about gray water and how we can maybe, and even if we can, how will we begin to route that to the garden? Because that would be one way to water maybe the trees because again the <laughs> the trees didn't make it this year they just did not make it and if we can use the gray water to water the garden so if some of you are using gray water please tell me how you're doing it and if you live in a subdivision with an HOA I would love to hear your experience and so I am concerned about whether or not we will be able to grow anything 2024 season and what that looks like. I know for sure that again, we will have shade cloth up over, over the garden and probably go up a number. Um, I will not be using pine needles this year um, for the coming season, just because it took too long to break down and too long for our plants to start to produce. I'm a little worried about us, y'all. 
I'm a little worried about us. I know that there is a certain electric car owner company who is has aspirations of you know going to Mars and I was watching a documentary and he stated that we needed we needed to be interplanetary and that concerns me for a whole lot of reasons that that just really concerns me for a lot of reasons one we have not taken care of the planet we have here and are we going to go trash another planet because that's not good that that's you know are we going to strip it of its resource just so many things like who gets left here while people go and play on Mars and do the things it's like what what are those what what are we leaving for the people that are here and can't go just some thoughts um but I am I am concerned about a garden this year again we got we didn't get greens. We got a handful of tomatoes. We got lots of okra this year, which I'm happy about. And that plant is still growing. And we'll see how it does on limited water. I don't know, you guys. What are your thoughts? Are you home gardeners as well? Are you seeing, you know, the effects of climate change? Has it changed the way that you're gardening? Gardening. I would love to hear from you. Um, be sure to leave a comment um, wherever you see or catch this podcast. I would love to hear back from you. That's all for this particular episode. Just wanted to share my thoughts on gardening and climate change and what this woman knows about gardening and climate change. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll come back on next week for another episode of the This Woman Knows podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of This Woman Knows podcast. For show notes, blog posts, guest booking information, and sponsorship opportunities, visit us online at www.thiswomanknows.com today.